The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. So yeah, this is Small Ball. I'm glad you came on. Introduce yourself to the people. Tell them who you are. My name is Tyrone Jenkins. I live... (laughs) (laughs) It's not a police report. I'm making George. Okay, okay. In that case, my name is Benga Akinabe. Yeah. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Now tell people what you do for a living, where you're from. Ooh, child, I don't even remember. I've been quarantined so long. Like, apparently, <laughs> I used to act for a living. Like, that's how I used to pay my bills. It's been now so long. the bill's going paid. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You were on Broadway in Mockingbird. When did Broadway yeah. shut down? Y'all shut down even before the comedy clubs. And yeah, I know. I, I believe so. I mean, I left the show in in November, so like the show has been going on like like for a while after I left. But yeah, Broadway shut down like a while ago. Right. Yeah, everything shut down. That's why I lo- left the city. I was like, if it's no no work, I'm I'm out of here. That, that that makes sense. That makes sense. And you grew up where? I grew up in Maryland. I was born in D.C. My whole family's from Nigeria. Okay, yeah, I went to college in Maryland. I went to Morgan State in Baltimore. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. My college, baby. (laughs) I I did some work in Baltimore. Did you go to school down there? Where did you go to, like, a college and whatnot? Did you? I went to to college in Pennsylvania. I wrestled in Pennsylvania. Oh, where? No university. Now, did you wrestle in high school as well? I wrestled. I was, was, it's funny you mentioned that. I've recently been having conversations about that. Um, about that period of my life, I started wrestling my junior year, and I was fortunate, very fortunate, to get recruited the the following year, and that that's what that's what enabled me to go to Bucknell. Wow! So you wrestled in high school in Maryland. Yep. Now wrestling was big in Maryland. The whole fox fox catcher and all that shit went down down there, right? The the you know the Dupont the Dupont thing then wasn't that in Maryland or was that, you know that? Maryland or Ohio so or Delaware? Like the, the, it might have been Delaware. It might have been Delaware. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Maryland had decent wrestling. Maryland definitely had decent wrestling. I remember it was big. I mean, uh, even like I went to Morgan, but while we had a wrestling team. You did. And all I, I, wrestled, I wrestled against somebody from Morgan. Did you win or lose? In the tournament, um, I think I won. But in, a, in, a, uh, in an open tournament, I wrestled against someone from Morgan. I don't think I won. No, that was... Coppin. but oh yeah, th- Coppin yeah. State. So, yes, I think I beat the Morgan guy. You guys, oh, I was surprised. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, they got some wrestling here. Okay, it was it was good. You guys yeah, had every- good wrestling back then. How did you avoid the cauliflower ear then, motherfucker? Because everybody who I know who wrestled got the cauliflower ear. It's 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 a matter of wearing headgear or not wearing headgear. It's much more comfortable not to wear headgear, right. but um, but. You know, so in practice, I mean, whenever I had matches, I would wear my headgear because they made you. But in practice, it was like more or less, um, you know, it's up to you. And so lots of times I wore it, even though I didn't necessarily, it wasn't comfortable. But I have a little bit of it. And is that you can hardly see it, but I have a little bit of it. And to us, it's badges of honor. So it wasn't right. a thing. It, it, it doesn't affect your hearing at all. It's just like, these are your battle scars and you wear them. So like before a match, if you like your opponent had like crazy fucking... Of uh, uh, ear, cauliflower ear. Would you be like this? Okay, this motherfucker, he's in it for the, in it to win it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It 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 did indicate that he's he's been through some battles and he's, <laughs> and he's not and he's, 
and he's not opposed to to getting going in. So it's like tattoos it, it, in prison in Russia. Yeah, exactly. They they tell a story. They tell a story. It's like, okay, he's got a lot of this one tattooed his tongue. Don't don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. <laughs> no, your team was good. You had a good team in high school. We had, yeah, we had a good team in high school. We had a was it a, a black good, school, white school? What kind of school? We no, about? no. I went to. I graduated. It's funny because. I went to both. I went to a school for troubled youths called Mark Twain. That was majority of kids of color. And then I earned my way out, got kicked back in, earned my way out, did I get kicked back in again, and then earned my way out. <laughs> oh. So did you like miss the Mark Twain school or were you just a badass kid? No, like Mark, Mark Twain is like the school they sent you when you got kicked out of all the other public schools and you were no longer allowed in public schools. What, what was going on that you were getting kicked out like that? Were they teasing you because you was Nigerian? I know African Americans would be assholes. I, 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 it was all of the above. You know, you you grow up, you grow up, you know, Nigerian um, in America. You you grow up impoverished. You you grow up, you know, like with like violence in the household. So it's just like all the, the you're not enough food, just like yeah. all of, all of the above. And then once you're on that track already. You know, like like anything you do is or is seen as like oh it's troubled and, and you know so right. you got to get more you you get more, the consequences more so it was a combination of just not me not being socialized but also already being you know stigmatized as a troubled youth so like things I just the consequences were always just more severe and it was okay because you didn't have anyone advocating for you at right. home you know so it right. just happened you took those L's right I get it I get it. So you didn't wrestle in a Mark Twain school? They had a wrestling team? No, 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 no. They didn't like Mark Twain. Like they didn't have any after-school activities. It was like that. that it, they didn't. They didn't want you there <laughs> to stay there any longer than you had to be. <laughs> so, it, so Mark Twain was all about getting. Like it was a, it was a special ed. It was a, the entire school was special ed. Um, and so it was about you know you earning your way out of that school to go back to your home school if you if that ever happened. So right. no, they didn't. And so, but so, but my junior year, I was mainstreaming um, in Mark Twain for a couple of periods. I'd earned a, to, uh, the right to be in Magruder for a couple of periods, and that school was majority white. And then I was working for the rest of the day. I was put into a jobs program, um, and then I went out for the wrestling team. I really liked it, and so I went to put at Magruder. Yeah. Um. And 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 I I, I liked it, and it just kind of changed the whole vector of my life. Did they have a good team when you started playing uh, wrestling for them? They did. They they did have. They had some people who were nationally ranked, um, uh, or state. Sorry, who were ranked in the state. Um, they they had a pretty solid team. My senior year, it was a like in this junior year we had some stars, but ju- senior year we had a more so- more more solid team. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. you know, so that that was that was that was cool. Um, I'm still I'm still friends with like a, a couple of the guys from the team. And then I went off. And then um, then I got recruited um, um, to wrestle in Pennsylvania um, at Bucknell, and that was that. You know, wrestling D one, doing any sports D one, it's a, it's a different thing. It's a it's a business at that it's point. It's the big time. You know? It's the big so, time. Oh yeah, it, but it's it's a business. You're gonna lose this weight, and you're gonna wrestle the weight class. We say you're gonna wrestle. You know, so it's like so. But but I loved it. I I, I loved it. <laughs> but what what did they threaten you with things? Or losing your scholarship? <laughs> or... <laughs> No, no, they, they they had much more couth than that. Like, right. I mean, you you wanted to at least. I mean, I wanted to. I, I wanted to start. I wanted to be varsity. So if you want that position, you know, you you had to get to the weight class that you know 
that they they that they needed you at, but you also have to show that you that you like you would win at that weight class. So it was, but it but even on even that, it's funny because you know I imagine. It, like this is the case on many levels, but coaches they have their favorites, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah, and so sometimes that can affect uh, a whole team if you favor you know one or two you know wrestlers, whatever. Um, especially in college where you know the, the we're basically kids trying to like do our best and like and still find ourselves, and so it was it was it was it was interesting because you're like, and then you still have to perform as an individual and a team. So right. So did you guys have to come to school before school started for training? We, the, no, but we, we had to, um, actually that's not true. We, we, some of us did, but what we did have to do was, um, like during the winter break when they, like we were part of the, those groups of athletes that came back early during the winter break and were on campus for the majority of the break. Um, wrestling is like, it starts in the fall and goes into the winter, it goes all the way till like March, you know, when you have like nationals and stuff like that. Right. So it's a long season. Um, the, so we, we spent, you know, most of the, the winter break, um, on campus. I remember when I, when I no graduated, Christmas, like, what, like th- what, Thanksgiving break or like Christmas so, break, like you, you, you got, you got, I think a, a day or two off for like Thanksgiving break. Um, and then you had to come right back to school. Right. Um, in in Christmas, I think it was something similar. Um, the and and after I graduated, like the uh, like they actually ended up dropping the program um, uh, because of Title Nine and a lot of programs like like you you know Title Nine, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and so instead of actually giving um, women's sports more money or more support, they just would, cut other the sports. Men- Exactly, and so wow. both both men would get would get you know, you know screwed, and then um and so and then lots of times that would be the wrestling programs um across the country, um but we were fortunate after the the program was gone for a couple of years there was a a wealthy alumni who came and and helped um sponsor bringing the team back, and so good. now Bucknell's got this team back. Um, they've had some really good, you know, teams since then. Some good, some really good wrestlers. Um, yeah. So, is some uh, outside sponsor paying for the wrestling team at Bucknell? They well, it, they I think from what I understand, it's basically they are. It's an alumni, uh, alumnus, and like really cool giving alumnus uh, who happens to be a very wealthy man. Um, he he set it up so they they I think the wrestling team. Also, he or the wrestling team help financially to support one of the um, female sports, and right. so so that kind of insulates the team. Nice, nice. If if I if I'm if I'm if I remember correctly, but yeah. Do you remember your first match at Bucknell when you first got on the mat? The first. Oh man! Like, what was the build-up to that? Because it had to be butterflies in your goddamn stomach. It's your first oh, college God. match. I, I don't remember my first match. I do remember like the, the the hours and hours and hours of practice, you know, right. just like like just pounding on each other in the wrestling room and like like sweating now, like looking over to see if the coaches seeing how hard you're working, you know, this <laughs> I, I all of that and the politics of it all and and um I I, I never it's it's funny because I didn't I was always strong for my size and my age. 
but um, but I didn't I didn't start lifting weights until until I went to college, and so I I could I could lift someone clear up above my head, but I could not lift a, a bar with like twenty five pound weights on it. Like, <laughs> right, I, right. It was it was crazy, and and people <laughs> would look at me like I was crazy. It's like you can't lift this. I, I'm like. No, because my, <laughs> my, my muscles were not trained to do that type of thing. I was like, I, and so I had to learn how to like lift weights and, 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 and train like an athlete when I was at, when I was at college. Um, it was, it was very interesting. It was wild to, to learn about your body that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different kind of pull and uh, lift and a whole different science to it. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and I just didn't have that experience in my muscle memory at all. Right. What's one of my, one of your most memorable uh, matches that you had there, Bucknell? <laughs> I I will tell you about one of my most memorable matches. But this was in in high school. I I it was my senior year, and at this point, I'm like I'm I'm ranked number one in the county. I'm like and I'm I'm like trying to get my keep my record good and and like and and, and add up wins. And we had a we had a match against I believe it was Quince Orchard. Maybe it was either Quince Orchard or Blair. And um and and I weighed in that day at school and I was over by I think like three or four pounds. And my coach is like, "What the?" And because <laughs> it was the day of the match, and and I should right. be monitoring my weight a lot a lot better than that. And so I didn't I didn't eat anything that day during the lunch period. I went out and I ran around the track. I and then I had an, I ended up having an apple that day, and then um and then after school I I left school, went to the gym and I, and I ran and ran and ran just like in sweat. And then I came back um to the school for weigh-ins and and I'd lost like seven to ten pounds. Wow! And it was it was over than what I needed to lose, and I but and 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 then I still had to get on the bus. And drive over like with the team to the um to the uh to the other school and and wrestle. So wow. we get there and I wrestled the guy and I'm wrestling the guy, and the guy was like like we used to call them like call, like fishes, you know, like when like if it's like if we thought it was gonna be an easy match or the person was if it it, it, it was it was supposed to be an easy match and that's what we called a, a fish. Right. And so and then but. My body's not responding as I like the I, I, my brain is telling my, my body to like you know grab this and move there and like five seconds later my the body moves and so I'm like I'm not and I'm like I'm like I can barely stand and and I'm and I'm on top of him and I'm up like by a few points and um and all of a sudden I feel this 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 thing in the back of my throat and I feel this taste and I realize that I'm throwing up and then. And then I'm like, I could stop and and th throw up like off to the side of the, the mat. But even though I'm beating this guy, like he could mentally like get back in it, and he could mentally just like mount a, a resurgence. That because I'm so weak, I, I would like I would normally be able to like fend off, but I, I I would I would be really taking my chances, and it would not be good um, if I lose this match to this wrestler. And so and I'm thinking all this in like fractions of a second. And I just, I and I just swallow it, and I just keep wrestling. I was like, let me just get to the end of this. You get to that, and so that was, the, I'd say that was the first, maybe the only time I had to swallow my own vomit. Um, <laughs> that so, but that that match that stayed in my head like 
I mean, I, I remember that. I was like, oh my god, I, I don't want to ever get to that point again. But that that was that was a memorable match. And did you win? Did you lose? Yeah, I won. You won. All right, there you go. You said if it was you so swallow your, If you swallow your own vomit, you better win. <laughs> you better fucking win. <laughs> you better win. So what kind of fucking... Because uh, this sounds like a lot of pressure on weight. Just like a professional fucking boxer or a model. It's like any like eating disorders come out of all this? For, did you see some I, I, people on the team doing some shit that they shouldn't have been doing for to, to lose the weight? I think so. I mean, I, I think this is true uh, in many industries and in many sports. Um, I think uh, so there was pressure, but I don't think it was as much pressure as people thought. I, I, I say that as somebody who was not a lightweight. The lightweight suffered. I mean, they had the most intense matches, like the um, most exciting matches. Plus they had, they had to cut like weight when they had very little to start with. So they like, what I didn't weight is that? Like what's, what's the lightweight? How much they weigh? Lightweights are like, it was like, I mean, back, back then they had like, 103, 116, 120 something. Like, yeah, like, like jockeys. They sound like they four, <laughs> you know, like jockeys. Like those, those, <laughs> but basically, but they're like, you're in an, an amazing shape. You're in amazing shape. And so sometimes, I mean, like, I, I saw but people. But as a child, like, don't you naturally grow out of that? Like, as a child, do you stay at 103 because you're 14 oh. or what? You know, you're right, but it, and so, and so you, you continue to grow. And what the what the goal is, like, so there was a guy. He he he. I, when I was doing the wire, I'd go. Uh, we shot that in Maryland, so I'd go back to my high school and help out and so on. And um and there was a guy. He was like a state champ. He was probably going to be state champ again that year. And he was like he was around. He was around my weight class. He was around one seventy something or whatever. But he had started um, high school as a as a like a one hundred three pounder, right. you know, and so and so 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 he but he so he was he naturally grew and he was and he was allowed to naturally grow. He just right. also had to make sure to, to continue to be good at whatever weight class he was was at and and adjust so he could like you know you know continue to grow as a as a as a young man um, naturally. And he and he just and he did and he, and he won states that year too. So what about a dude who's like coming at like 103 and they win and all this shit and then they naturally try to like that weight is coming and then they start losing at the next weight. Do they have do they say fuck that? I'm gonna try to lose this weight and get back to where I went. Yeah, yeah, they do they do try to do that. And and there's and there's I think there's ways to do it and do it healthy. Like let's say you start to grow. Um but along along with growing, sometimes there's there is like fat and, and you know or you know, you you want to you want to take into consideration you know all the aspects of your changing body if you especially if you're trying to hold on to your, a, a previous weight class right you don't want to do anything that damages your your organs or anything like that right um, but you 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 can you can you know suck down you know on the day of you know a, a weigh in like and and just like you know restrict the amount of water you have and just make sure you get that back in a, in a healthy way. Boxers do it all the time. Um, you know, UFC fighters, they do it all the time. So you can, you could like as a, as a growing young, young boy, you can do that as well, but do it in a healthy way. Now, do these schools have like nutritionists to tell these kids this or like, be with them along the season? Did y'all have one? <laughs> not, 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 not in high school. <laughs> uh, no, like, no. the, I mean, in, in, like college, I don't know if we had a new, I mean, we had a strength and conditioning coach who would give advice, but that wasn't really 
nutrition was not a strong point. But some of the other college programs, they did. You know, right. Iowa was like, you know, Iowa was like, they, they had everything because that's like, that's like wrestling, that, that's wrestling royalty. And put their, 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 their um, program is super well supported. Um, so they had, the, the kids there had everything they, they needed. Oklahoma, the schools in Oklahoma, like, the, um, like these different schools that, you know, that with huge wrestling programs, they, they have things like that. Masseuse, um, um, all these things that help, you know, the kids recover and, and, be, and have healthy bodies. And how do you compete with that when your school don't got that? When y'all got fucking just jump rope? <laughs> <laughs> you got to have more grit. You got to have more grit. Do they sometimes lose to some of these small schools? Or Iowa sometimes go down to some of these small schools? Like, very rarely. Like, Iowa will go down to, like, a, to another big program with a, with a deep, with a deep you know, history. Like, like you know, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's seldom that, like... Iowa or Penn State will lose to like a smaller school, um, but then there are some smaller schools with very strong programs like Lehigh. You know, yeah. um, Lehigh is a great, has a is a very strong program. Um, at least they like they did for many years. Um, Cornell has a very strong program. Yeah. Um, it's not that's not a small school, but that's not that's not school like you know you would think you know amazing Division One wrestling program, but yeah, unless you know with Division One wrestling, you know Cornell, U Penn has a great. Um, I'm sure they got team. like old like old historic fucking uh 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 representation in these leagues, right? Like Cornell, I can see them doing black and white photos of motherfuckers wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, and they, I, absolutely, you know, and like always have of having that support of playing. All doing all these different sports. Let, don't and, and let, let's get it straight. Wrestling. You don't play wrestling because that's it's not a game. We right? right. don't play a game. You <laughs> wrestle a match. Right. So when people used to say to me, "Oh, how was the game?" I was like, it's, it's, "We didn't have no game. We were in a game. I can't tell you how the game was because we never had no game. I ain't out there playing." <laughs> that's an insult. That's an insult to a wrestler. Yeah. Oh, yo, yes. Don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Now, with all these pressures on these kids, and I'm sure injuries, did you have any injuries while you uh, wrestled? I did have some injuries. It's funny. I, I did have some injuries, um, but the, I, the, I, I think I had more injuries from, from acting and being on set than I ever did during wrestling, which is crazy. Uh, um, how is that possible? Like, what? You doing your own stunts like you, Tom Cruise? I I, I do do most as as much as as much as they let me. I do my own stunts. Um, the the but you know what I I had some I had wrestling injuries, but I did not know I had the injuries until years later. Like I I, I would have bones that broke, and I didn't know that they were broken. And then until years later, when like uh, uh, some sort of scan, whatever, and then the doctor would say, "Oh yeah, this this was broken at one point." And I was like, "What?" So that <laughs> and you wrestle time. with that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And you didn't even notice it was broke, or it just already healed back when the doctor saw it in the X ray. Like like the like the doctor, I would I. The doctor would see things like years later, you know, some things like I would just have a, a, a pain that, that, that hurt a lot, you know, and then I found out two years later, all oh, that pain was you broke your toe, you know, or like, like, like I had a pain, like, like something had snapped in my chest and, the, and uh, the doctor on campus said it was, you know, cartilage that had ripped from my chest um, during uh, wrestling practice. Um, and then I, but I found out a year after that, that no, it was a broken rib, you know, of uh, the... I remember 
senior year, my my hand, I was wrestling, and my finger went to the side in in the most unnatural way, Sharad, in the most unnatural <laughs> way. And then, but it was it, but it was it was a couple of weeks before states, and I had earned the like a, the ticket to states, you know. So I was like, and it was my senior year, so I was going to go to states, no matter so, what. Oh my goodness! And so I didn't know what it what, if what happened, but my, the finger had turned that way. I heard a snap, and you know, so I just taped it up real tight, and then like I would continue to practice that way, and I just didn't use that hand. I, I looked like like a, a wounded, like three legged, you know, animal of some sort. And then you go to you go to states, and you just tape it even tighter, um, and and you wrestle. I after states was over, I, I got it X rayed, and, and I I remember going to my wrestling coach and, and telling him. That oh like it, with the, the on Monday with the cast he's and I said it's it's broken it was broken and he said yeah I kind of thought it was broken but I didn't want to say anything I, want, I wanted you to wrestle and 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 the thing is I I wasn't mad at him at all because right. I would have done the same thing <laughs> had I known it was it was broken I would have I would have just wrestled so. Because yeah. you want to do it because you're so passionate about it. And these kids, that's what it is. They're so passionate. They'll go through injuries and all that shit. Is it time for them to start getting paid money for some of these collegiate uh, fucking activities? For, for, the, the, for the mere fact that they're making the NCAA and their universities so much money, absolutely. If it's just a matter of like getting paid money to play a sport in college, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I think there's something that, that's great that comes from, from not – Involving like the the profit um, structure to playing sports in in as you're growing up in college, but since what you're doing now is making so much money for these institutions, absolutely. Yeah, these TV deals are billions of dollars now. It's like, how is it fair that these kids who fucking uh, what we're watching the whole time not getting any taste of it? That that they, they, they don't get any taste of it. They have no no social. I'm mean, not so no economic net from it. Like like. Like, yeah. uh, it, and the NCAA, like, like the money that they make off these kids is going to last a long time. They're going to be able to do all kinds of things. These kids will come and go. What happens to these kids afterwards? I mean, so like, you, you have to account for the people that you're making money off of in one way or another. Even when you're talking like injuries, it's like if you are a 22-year-old kid and you get injured in college, I don't care if it's Division One, what, and you, that injured shit, how does that, how do you support your family from there on? Like, how does, how do they... How can they fix that? Especially if you're talking injuries. Like, most of these kids won't get to, like, whatever professional thing that they want to go to. And most of them will, they'll basically be fodder for the ones who do to, who do excel, right? And yeah. so, like, they they sacrifice their bodies. They sacrifice, like, you know, to sometimes their, like, their, their, their mental stability, you know, to, for, for the sport and for the people who get to enjoy the sport and that people get to move on. So, absolutely, they, they should be taken care of in some way. So what's the answer? Is California, California said uh, they passed that law where the college student can make money off their likeness because they weren't even getting like video game money. It's like <laughs> the shit is crazy. How many different ways people are making money off these kids and they get none of it? I think I think I, I think that's great. They 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 should be able to make this money off their likeness. Like uh, what they they should be able to make money of whatever they contribute. I think it's important though that they also. There has to be. I wish there was some sort of mandatory, um, like economic training as well as what to do with with this money. Because being yeah. being a young, stupid kid who's who happens to be a great athlete, even good, fair to good athlete, and then money coming in, like if if you're not smart with it, it's a recipe for disaster. 
it's like money always sours a situation, but now that the NCAA already seemed like they're trying to make as much money off this shit as they possibly can, now I think they got to need to double back and, and, and take care of some of these athletes and even like the assistants and the managers. Some of these kids do it for free. It's crazy. It's, maybe there's a way that where you can give back to the kids in a way that helps the whole, like, like the, like, the, like every, all the kids that year or healthcare you know, for these, for the student athletes or, or, or something that like, it, it may not necessarily go to them or goes to their family or the, and the money goes towards, you know, they it only can be spent on food and clothes or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in, until they go through some sort of like a semester of economic, uh, you know, like f- financial literacy or whatever, then they, the, then that money can be spent on like other things that they, they, they want to spend it on. Yeah. Because uh, like some of these kids are play. Uh, play in front of uh, 20 million people a week on television, 20 million people watching them, and a mother, meanwhile, live in a one-bedroom with four other siblings. They can't send money back. Some of these kids got in trouble for selling their own jerseys and trying to make a couple dollars. Like Ohio State, they got in trouble for – they kicked the kid off the team, four kids, for selling their jerseys, their own jerseys that they bled in. This is crazy. I remember – I remember like being at Bucknell, and if we didn't get out of practice in time to before the calf closed, and I was I wasn't eating. That that was I wasn't eating, and <laughs> and these other these 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 other these, these that but that wasn't a concern to the other you know students who went to Bucknell who you know affluent families whatever and they just had money in their pocket. So I had to figure out other ways to get money in my pocket so uh, so I could eat if the calf was closed. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about like that kind of situation. You it's would like, think that they would keep it open for the athletes, right? It was, it's 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 no like you you get your little you get your card that provides you a certain amount the of meals card. per week. Yeah, you the know, milk exactly. card. Yeah, and 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 if you had your, you have your window of time to use it, you know, you know, yeah. I remember they used to have the like I guess the football team they always came in at the end of dinner sometimes on campus, but they always made sure they made it because they don't make it. <laughs> If they don't make it, they have a lot. Have an angry football team, <laughs> hangry, hungry, hung, a hangry football team. <laughs> now, Nigeria, did you play any soccer? Because Nigerian, you gotta in Africa, <laughs> you gotta play some kind of soccer, some type of they, football. <laughs> in in the neighborhood growing up, like I'd play every once in a while, but that was that was never like I I love sports in general. I love playing any sports, yeah. um, but like I didn't have as much access to doing that growing up yeah. um i just didn't have as much access if i did i would have like indulged because i just love being physical i love like learning sports and and working on my like hand-eye coordination and, and conditioning right did you play baseball too baseball basketball yeah it like i'll i'll if if there's a game going on like, that i can get into i'll definitely play i'd much rather prefer to play the, those games than to watch them now, what are you, a Washington Bullets fan? Uh, you grew up in Maryland, right? <laughs> the awful <Yeah>. Bullets. <laughs> you don't even call it the Bullets. You're dating us both by the, like, like the Bullets. That's it's right. the Wizards now. Ah, <laughs> uh, boo. Fucking boo. <laughs> well, Fucking boo. They, had, they the Harry they Potters. Because people, <laughs> people kept killing each other in D.C., so I'm sorry. They had to change. Right. So, you know what? And they changed it, and guess what? <laughs> they still killing people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that name ain't changed nothing. 
it's it's like but at least now we ain't like like highlighting that's like right. bullets. That's yeah. right. Now it's just wizardry. <laughs> wizardry, exactly. Which is a much more less lethal pr- practice. Are you a fan of the the team? Do you like them? Who would you grow up cheering for, like in the NBA? I I didn't. I you well, didn't. well, let you didn't I'll, African I'll it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I, I didn't. I, but I remember. I, I mean, I was around. During the era of like the Bulls and everybody like was talking about the Bulls and yeah. people wearing the like you know the starters jackets like I didn't really watch sports like that growing up but I right. do remember the starters jackets like everybody was like was tripping <laughs> for like the the Bulls starters jackets and the Raiders starters jackets and I I think about this every once in a while how like kids like we like middle schoolers high schoolers they they literally shot and killed people for those starters jackets That's true. and now I'm like. And and I remember that happening in my like in my like growing up, and I'm like, oh man, like now starters jackets, nobody gives a damn about those things. But those about. kids are still dead. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's just, I remember a lot of shit that motherfuckers used to think that you could you should kill people for. Remember the gazelle glasses, the gazelles. I remember a dude goodness. got shot over the gazelles, nigga, with no lens in them. <laughs> they had no lenses. It's just a frame. <laughs> Motherfucker got killed for him in '87, and 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 no, you no, you could you could give those away right now. Nobody care about those. And 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 that guy's still dead. So it's just like yeah, it's just proof that material things really don't matter at all. I don't care fuck what it is. It can be a car. Cars don't matter anymore. That you think was everything. No, like like get a $250,000 Lamborghini or whatever eventually like eventually we're all going to hopefully go go electric then all of a sudden that 250,000 gas fueled Lamborghini is worth what but you but you sacrifice all this to get that thing. it's all a matter of like it's it's like you said material and and, and, circ- and circumstances you got we got to see past these moments I'm telling you it's all perspective though when you know that life is bigger than that dumb shit that's what that's why it's important to take your kids on trips places so mm. they'll see what they mean in this world and how they, how small things they seem that seem big as fuck because the world seems so small. It ain't don't yeah. matter at all. Don't matter yeah. at all. It's crazy. So when you grew up and you grew up in Maryland, did y'all like did you go to the park? Did you play basketball outside? Did you <laughs> or you had funny. those Nigerian parents that wouldn't let you out? <laughs> the, I, I had I, I had the Nigerian the Nigerian mother who was working all the time, so I just would just roam and roam and roam. And I was I, she I was just, first generation here. Like she, I was the first one born here. My sister was born in Nigeria, and then me and my brothers were born here. Um, okay. And it's funny that you're asking me this because I'm just recently having these conversations. Um, and I I would play basketball. Like I didn't play a lot of basketball on the court because like it would it would. Very one, I didn't get picked a lot, but two, when I did, there was a good chance it would end in a fight, and and so I was like, like I, I I just knew that I that this might end in a fight, and why why would it end in a fight? Because you got it frustrated? Why? I mean, so in in DC, Maryland, Virginia, they they, they call it joning. I don't know what they call oh, it anywhere yeah, else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like snapping. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So people be joning on you, so on, and and and. And my tongue was, and my tongue and my wit as a child were not as sharp as the as, as some of the contemporaries. But I was, I was, I was. But my my fist flew faster, and, right. and so, and so I, I, so like, 
the basketball games sometimes would end that way, and I'm like, man, I, I, I can't, I can't be doing this. And it, <laughs> ain't nobody definitely gonna pick me now. <laughs> and so the, so I didn't play a lot of sports growing up, but also like being in and out of special ed. Like I, I, I got kicked out of regular school in second grade, and I was like in that special ed track ever since then. So I didn't have access to, you know, community sports and stuff like that. It was just like, you know, are you? It's just it was it was like keeping keeping out of trouble, and so I would see people in the neighborhood go and play these go and play football and play on a football team, come back with their their pads and stuff like that. I I wanted to do all that stuff, but it, it was it was it like I didn't I was fortunate I didn't I was fortunate to get into sports eventually. Like again, as I said, my junior year, but right. like growing up, like it was nah. Do you regret that, Tom? Do you not being able to get into sports earlier? Yeah. Um, to a certain extent, absolutely, because I because I love playing sports, and I, I and I believe I have an aptitude for it to um, to a certain extent. Um, but then also I do believe th- certain things happen. For, for example, I love wrestling. Like if I wasn't acting right now, like my my dream would be like just writing and wrestling. That's what I'd be I'd be happy a happy man doing those things. Right. And if I got into sports earlier, I I know it probably would have been, um, you know track or football and 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 football like those things would have definitely led me down a different path that I would have never most likely discovered wrestling um because right. because I, that's something I would have done like hardcore and, and tried to get into the league and all all kinds of stuff if I was fortunate enough to even try um but so like I but I got but I I ended up getting the sport doing the sport that that like changed me as a person Gave me an awareness of my body that I, I don't think I could have gotten in any other sport. An awareness right. of other people's bodies. You know, I, I can tell you so much about the way someone moves and 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 about their life by the way they they move. You know, by right. the walk the way they walk into a room. You know, and a lot and a lot of that came from you know having been a wrestler for years. That's wow. Like That's I was. Awesome. Playing basketball. I would play basketball on the court. Like when I when I did start playing or I did um start playing basketball like my, my junior year or senior year like in the in the court um or at gyms whatever like people would play like a play a basketball game or, or and they would play it too. like I'd be on the court all day I didn't even realize that basketball players only played a game or like or something or, or two games I would I'd play game after game after game after game because of just like in my that, that's wrestling conditioning you know it's just like you you just I wasn't tired I'd do it all day and that that was you know because of wrestling right 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 it got you, uh, yeah. It fucking works you out, and it fucking gets your body right. It gets you your conditioning up. Now, do you look at uh, the, like the WWF and WWE, oh. and you hate them? Come on now, you know you got some favorites over there too. You know you love Superfly Snooker. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hate on Jimmy Superfly Snooker. But you take it that far back. Yes, there's love. So I used to watch Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, but then the Iron yeah, Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, like come on, Roddy, they, Roddy Piper. Come yes. on, man. It was a little kill. Remember they used to have a cartoon back in the day. Yes, I used to watch every Saturday. Yeah, when Andre yes, the yes. Giant was on it. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> love, love. That was cool. But then, like when I as I got older, and and also when I got into wrestling, I was just like. That's not so cool. That's right. not that's not wrestling. That's entertainment. 
you know, that's not us, you know. So, yeah, yeah, you changed the tune on it because you were doing the, the real wrestling. Do you get frustrated if you ever tell somebody you're a wrestler and they think that you're doing WWE? Uh, I, I, I studied abroad in Mexico years ago when I was in college, and oh. I would tell people like, I was wrestling. I was a wrestler in school, and and they were, they were like, oh, luchador? I'm like, and so I didn't know that, like, some of them th just thought for months that I was I was a luchador until I until I came out like what they what they thought and I thought like no 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 and so <laughs> we'd have many conversations about wrestling until I realized like they thought we thought we were on two different pages as far as what we were talking about it's like oh you think I wear a mask I don't yes. wear a mask that shit is no. dope <laughs> but they were mistaken yeah. that's not what I that's not what I was doing but yes that's a they got a lot of fans. The the luchadors like that's big around the world. It's so huge. I mean, I, they get it in though, man. Whenever I watch a match, it's like holy shit. I mean, they really hurting each other. <laughs> How can you not be? They, some people do get messed up. Absolutely. Some people and and like like it's a it's a life. Like you, I have a lot of respect for them because it's like it's not only is there's athleticism to it, but there's storytelling to it as well. Right. Right. So I I I I, I get it. I get it. It's like the soap operas. It's like you when your your mother, your sisters want to watch a fucking General Hospital or fucking All My Children or <laughs> Young and the Restless. Is that with fucking physical contact, like wrestling? That's what it is. These are it's it's the novella telenovelas for little boys, luchadores. Yes. And what about your uh, any of your brothers, your sisters played us uh, played sports? My brother was a uh, was a uh, he played basketball in in high school and then he he played basketball. He was at James Madison for a little bit, then he transferred to Messiah, um, and and then the two youngest brothers, um, that because they grew up with me wrestling, like they they wrestled in high school. But oh they no! Like they, they it's 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 wild because like like I raised them up until like I was I was twelve. Um, no, up until I went away to college, and like I wanted them to wrestle. They wanted to wrestle, and then then they started wrestling in in high school and. Like, like, it's very. If people are different, just just because I had a passion and love for it, you know, and they grew up seeing me doing it, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they they were gonna have the same passion and love for it. Like, it, so you remember, you remember, like, my my brothers were well, at least one of them was pretty decent. So you remember the story I told you about, um, like when I threw up in that wrestling match, right? Yeah, yeah. And I won't so, forget that. By the way, I will never I, forget that. <laughs> I, I, so I, I. I was, I was, um, my brother went to a different high school than I did. And so I, I, when I was, you know, back in Maryland, like shooting, I would take my brother to the high school that I went to, to like to train with as far as wrestling. And then I would take him, well, I would wrestle with him at his high school. And then I would take him to my old high school and wrestle and we wrestle with the team there. And I remember like, I think it was maybe a holiday break. Um, and the, and the wrestlers were, were wrestling and we're in the, in the practice room and he, it's like a round robin, and so you just like you're wrestling against the, everyone who comes up against you for like a minute and something like that. And he kept like pulling back and like like oh I'm okay, and then he'd come back in, and he kept pulling back and like no I'm okay, and then he'd come back in um, into the round robin to wrestle. And then afterwards, he told me he's like you know I, 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 you know I didn't I don't want you to think that I didn't I didn't want to wrestle. It's just like I kept feeling like I was gonna throw up, and so like I would stop and start and then and then come back when I felt better. And it hit me right then. I was like, "Oh man, we are very different people." Like, like, like he he has the good sense enough. Like when he felt like he was gonna throw up, he would stop until he right. felt better. 
continue. That's we. That's that wasn't. That's not me. You know. So so. so I was like, he's he's a much smarter person than I am, and so and so. But we but we 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 were different. So I could get him into the sport, or and he could want to be in the sport. But like what what we were willing to give to that sport was different. Well, different things. Now, how often does nausea uh, play a role in wrestling? Oh no! Like you only it's 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 the same in any sport. You only I think you only feel like you're gonna throw up if you're out of shape, or right. if you're oh. if you're like really de- you know when people are like getting back into shape, they start to feel sick or something like that because they they push themselves really hard. So yeah, you feel like that in the beginning of the season. You know when you're like you're, you're you know, out of shape, or um or if like you're super you're dehydrated like I did that day when I lost too much weight, you know, for that the match I was wrestling that day. So it doesn't play like a big part at all unless you like, you know, unless you're out of shape. And like if you go to the gym and you haven't been to the gym for a long time, you're going to feel sick. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Now, did the coach tell you not to eat before the match or don't fuck or jerk off before the match? <laughs> like a boxer said they can't fuck. Yeah, other wrestlers will like give you their 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 remedies of like, man, you can't masturbate before the match, man. You can't right. do like really, yes, yeah, man. You need you need all that protein. That's a, that's the equivalent of two steak dinners. You're gonna lose. Like, <laughs> okay, the okay, saltiest steak dinners you ever had in your life. <laughs> it's like, I mean, other athletes will tell you all kinds of like all kinds of stuff that work. Works for them or don't work for them. Athletes are some of the most superstitious oh, people. Oh, no question about it. Uh, when, <laughs> did you have some super superstitions that you uh, did you uh, wear the same trunks every time or some shit under the? No, I I was always trying to figure out. No, I didn't. Like I, I was just always just trying to figure out how to win, and I never I never necessarily connected that to a superstition or a pattern. Uh, right. But I would see people with like who, who did. I'm like, well, maybe I should try that, or maybe I should try. That. But, but, like, no, I just had to. Like, I mean, wrestling is a, it's a very, it's, it's like a very complicated sport, but it's also a very, very simple sport. It's a very natural sport. Every animal wrestles. Fish wrestle. Um, so it's just like basically you have to take apart that person before they take you apart. You know, the, that's that's yeah. simple. You know, and, all- and and every, everyone has a breaking point. You just have to make sure you take him. Or her to their breaking point before they take you to the yours. Now, did you ever dream about Olympic gold? Oh man, I yeah, yeah, I love this sport. Like I said, if I wasn't doing this, I'd still be, I'd still be like, try, like wrestling in one form or another. When I graduated from high school, I was, I mean, college, I was, I was pretty decent. Um, and and I had the opportunity to. Uh, it was actually, it's funny you mentioned Foxcatcher. It was uh, Dave Schultz. I spoke to Dave Schultz's wife. She called me okay. and, uh, and about about um, possibly earning uh, um, a spot on 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 the team. And that and you being on a team like that sponsors you, so you can train for the Olympics. The U.S. Team. team, the U.S. wrestling team. Like so, so there are different club teams around the uh, okay, around the yeah. country. Foxcatcher okay. is one of them. Sunkissed Kids is another. Um, so there's like I think New York Athletic Club has a club. And so you, if you if you earn if you earn a spot on one of those club teams, they then sponsor you to train, like and 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 have the ability to to train and go to tournaments. They take you to tournaments, all these things, so you could like start to train towards like the 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 Olympics or and and to be on the U- U.S. team and so on. Oh. Um, 
So they, and they called I, you about being on his on Schultz about, about, about they in 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 and, and and he was a legend to us, you know. Yeah. It, it was it, it, it wasn't too long before then he had he had you know passed away. I, right. I remember getting Dave Schultz special edition edition wrestling shoes. I still have them. Like I was like I I would wear them and like in on <laughs> in all special matches in honor of him. Um, the they called about like and you would have to so to get a position on like one of the club teams you have to place in depending on the tournament depending on the um uh, on the tournament you'd have to place within a certain um place in certain tournaments and then that then they would consider bringing you onto the team and so i and that, that i would have loved to i would have loved to have done that do that um but then then i, I this is when i was still working for the federal government um trying to figure out what i was going to do next and then i got into acting and then that was it what were you doing for the federal government you son of a bitch! I didn't know that. <laughs> I worked for the Corporation for National Service. It's the the headquarters of AmeriCorps, Teach for America, and Vista. I was a congressional congressional legislative assistant um, for this federal agency. And then, how did acting come out of that? Um, I got curious about acting. Um, I just got curious about it. I wasn't even trying to become an actor. I just got curious about it. I started researching it um, online. I bought books. I started asking people like what it was. I was in DC and I started going to theater. Um, and then I got I I I I found out that there was like auditions in the, in the area. I was like, well, let me go see what this is like. So I went to an I remember going to an audition, submitting myself for auditions, um, just to see what it was like. And I saw there was this one that Spielberg was gonna be in DC and he was doing a movie. For um for black people, I mean, I, I read the title of the movie. I was like, oh wow, he's doing a movie for black people. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be his next color purple, this whatever. And so I go and I I, I I submit myself and I get called in. It's like a it was a it was a local casting director. They they gave me some dummy sides to read. I read them and I, I was my my hands were shaking. The this pages were shaking in my hands because <laughs> right. uh, I never I I, I, yeah, I oh, this is all new to me. And so I left like. It's pretty certain that I'd, I'd messed up the audition, but exhilarated that I'd, I'd just done something like that. And then, um, and then, and then about a year or so later, or I forget how long, but it was at least a year, I saw the, the title of the movie advertised and it was coming out and so on. And I couldn't wait to see it. I was excited. And I went to, and I went, and I, went, and, I and I, when I finally watched the movie, I was like completely shocked to find out that Minority Report had nothing to do with black people. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like this, this ain't about us yeah. at all. <laughs> in fact, we ain't uh, even in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking yeah. They, they bait and switched us with that title. <laughs> Yo, yeah, but I remember auditioning for it, thinking that it was like, oh yeah, tell it, tell it, Spielberg, let them know how we live it. Yeah, that you, we ain't got to take this. That, and and that wasn't it at all. <laughs> that's too fucking funny. Holy shit. So how did you? How did the wire come about? How the how did that? Uh, it was that period of time when I was like looking into acting that, I, and I was submitting myself to, to to different, like, castings. And one of them was like a, a, a casting director, an amazing casting director down um in Baltimore, Pat Moran. Okay. And uh and so I I submitted myself, and they called me in, and so I I I went in a few times and. And I ended up actually being—I was an—I was a background extra on the wire. Um, I was—I think background in the pilot episode, and then an extra in a um, in a ep few episodes after that. 
and uh, and they would call me in every once in a while, and I didn't find out to. And then eventually, I ended up actually booked. Um, uh, I was Slim Charles. That was the first role I was supposed to do, right. Slim Charles. And then then there was a conflict in dates, and then ended up having to turn that down. And then and then they called me up and um, uh, with with Chris. But at the time, you know, I'm still working for the gov- federal government. I'm and and that and did it, or no, did I leave? I'd left at that point and I was doing theater. I'd done, um, I started doing theater. I left the federal government to, to do my first play um, at the Shakespeare Theater um, in DC. And so when they were calling me in after I'd, done, after I'd been an extra, I didn't realize that they were purposely, I found out years later that they were you know, trying to find, a, 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 find something for me to do on the show, which was amazing. Um, like to this day, those, like, that's my, my wire family, David Simon, Ed Burns, um, um, George Pelicanus, like, we, I just did the deuce with them. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's so that's how the wire started. Well, I started working on the wire. Dope. That's a, that's an amazing story. And then Mockingbird, you did that for how long on Broadway? So we workshopped it for a year. We got together nice. about five times um, in the basements of Lincoln Center. You know, for different periods of time, like anywhere from like a couple of days to a month. That's a nice workshop. basement, though, right? You said basement, but that's a nice damn basement in Lincoln Center. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it, it was. We we had it was. We were. But you know what? We were in the sub basement. There's oh, a sub basement. A sub yeah. basement. Now that might be sketchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we but it was a it was an amazing experience. We did we did right. even just doing the workshop for a year was an amazing experience. Aaron Sorkin, Bart Shear, like all, all these all these amazing talented people. Um, we're just sitting around the t- we're just sitting around the table talking about this play, reading it, talking about it again, reading it. But it was just like just dissecting it, you know, talking race, gender, period of time, you know, the the patriarchy of it. It's just, just and the, the language and just talking to all these smart actors. And then and then and then we ran it for a year on Broadway, which is that and saying it out loud, I'm like, damn, did that really happen? And thank you very much for coming, man. Thank you Thanks for, for having it. me, man. That was, I mean, that was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was so great. Me and Joyelle came, and it was just, we just enjoyed it, man. We enjoyed it tremendously. Y'all. Yeah, it was. It was that that part that that play was like. It's still very much a part of me because we like we spent so much time developing it and then doing it eight shows a week. Like it's 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 like wow, did I did I really do that? And it was, and, and, that, and I had, I had it was it was a painful experience to a certain extent because of. The, the subject matter and and also do it and be, being being Tom and yeah. being a Tom being Tom like now in in two thousand whatever you know it's like because we started it like a like a, two years ago but it's just like and then going outside and and like facing that the like you know the world that still is you know yeah and, um but but it was a it was amazing to get that opportunity. This is a one in a lifetime opportunity. It was this. It was unreal, man. It was uh, congratulations on that. That's really a fucking achievement. And hey, y'all put hey. your foot in that. And put your foot in it. Yeah, it's only downhill from here now. <laughs> That's hilarious. You used to ride your bike home from the theater, didn't you? I did. I did. I did ride. I would ride it from Brooklyn. There, those were nice rides. Like I, that was how. That's how I would detox from the the play. Just ride back. Have my little brownie and ice cream when I got home, you know, nice. just you know, and let's get all the racism off me. Are you riding your bike in this epi- uh, in this uh, pandemic? Do you get on, out on a bike? Cause you can still ride the bike in uh yeah yeah. I, I I I've been out once. I just started. I just got the bike like tooled up again, and so I I 
I I've been out once and it's nice because you know it, despite the, the the pandemic makes us forget that it's actually spring. So yeah. like you know, so it's nice to be out and just and riding my bike. Um, but yeah, less, less cars, less cars out there too. So you can you can be in the middle of fucking Broadway. It's crazy. It's crazy. I rode my bike into the city actually when I when I was riding, and it was just like the city looks so different. And it's like it's, the air is clear, like the streets seem wider. Oh, I didn't realize this New York City street was actually this wide. You know, because, <laughs> because it's not so. It's like oh. You know. It's not show the show that I appreciate you coming on the show too, man. I really do. And at the end of the show, we do a segment called Cutting Down the Nets. It's like you know how they cut down the nets in basketball when you win a championship? Yeah. Like anything in your life that you would want to cut down the nets to. I think that damn fucking mockingbird story is it. But yeah, if you got any I, I mean I, I it's hard to follow like Mockingbird was like a pretty amazing thing. you know what I would say? The I don't know if this is exactly cutting down the nets nets or not, but I, my, I have a company called Liberated People, and we 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 highlight the liberation dates of nations around the world and people around the world. We, we're like, have you seen the folks wearing the the Trayvon hoodies online? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's 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 our that's our company. I, oh. I, 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 I made to raise money for the Trayvon for the Trayvon Martin Foundation, so we donate a portion of proceeds there. So right now we're like, I'm I'm working with we we have volunteers around the city, um, like making masks for free that, um, for the public. We're coordinating with the city to, to liberate people is making um, masks for, for free around the city. So tell people, I just wanted, I'm, I, to, so I'm really excited about that to, to, to get like, as many, I mean, it's, it's all volunteer based right now. So like we're doing what we can, but like we're trying to get as many masks out to folks. We're working with like, like this amazing doctor. Um, so that that's, that's something that I, I feel is a cutting down the net moment. We got to get you a hoodie, by the way. To, Yes, yes, yes. Yo, that's awesome work, man. I'm really proud of you. That's, that's fucking terrific. And definitely send me a hoodie. I will rock it always. Thank you. And let man. me know. Thank I want to be involved. If you need my help with anything anything with the uh, liberated people, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. No I, I'm going to take you up on that. Yes, take me up on it. I'll be there. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on. And I owe you. I owe you one. I'm going to take you up on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, bro. All right, you too, man. All right, peace. Peace.